Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Gegolasso is here and we have James Benj recapping the championship playoff action. And we have Jimmy Conrad to preview Tuesday's action, including a huge game, a repeat of the FA Cup final as Chelsea face Leicester City for a Champions League spot. We're doing a fun Premier League parlay party. Que golazo Tuesday begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kigo Lasso, our Tuesday episode. We have uh, Jimmy Conrad later on to discuss Premier League matches for Tuesday. But first... James Benj. James, it's been so long. How are you, my friend? I'm I'm good. I'm glad to be called back up to the big leagues, talking about the big leagues, the biggest, best leagues at this time of year. Absolutely. Hey, the Knicks are in the playoffs, James Benj. Yeah, four seed. Let's go, baby. <laughs> I think we're winning a round. I, I totally agree. I think we're going all the way. We here, baby. We here. Listen, uh, we're not going to bore everybody with our next fandom, but uh, we might maybe later on. But uh, today, obviously, Tuesday, uh, we want to, uh, we're going to preview Tuesday's matches, of course, in the Premier League. But with James Bench, I wanted to recap uh, last night's championship action. But before we do that, James Bench, interesting uh, things developing this week about Harry Kane. Harry Kane and his future with Tottenham reports coming out that he's requested to leave Tottenham. Uh, and I, apparently before the Euros begin, you know, things are obviously always developing. But what do you make of this? What's going on? Uh, is Harry Kane leaving? Yeah, as, as I understand it, and obviously this has been widely reported elsewhere um, and has been the narrative around Kane for a while. But as I understand it, he has sort of, indicated to the club um, through channels that kind of lead to senior people to Daniel Levy. He sort of indicated that he would like to move on. Um, Spurs obviously do not want him to go, would really like him to change his mind on that. And even if he decides to go, you know, they will demand a huge price for him. Um, You know, there is talk of interest in England, Chelsea, Manchester City, Manchester United, they're the teams really credited with an interest and that could theoretically do this deal if they wanted to. I know that Pep Guardiola is a great admirer of Kane and we know City will be on the lookout for a striker this summer. Um, as for the other clubs, Chelsea politically a really challenging one. Manchester United do need a striker, do have the money theoretically. Um, but yes, you know, this is a significant moment. You know, there have been, I think... Certainly, we've known about Kane's doubts kind of throughout this season, certainly throughout 2021. Um, And there have been moments in time, you know, kind of throughout his Tottenham career. He's said all along he wants to win trophies. And I think it's kind of been clear to him this season that it's a way off. And obviously, he is now 20, approaching his 28th birthday, I believe. Um, Three years left on his, two years, three years left on his contract. So this is kind of the, the... 
if not the last chance saloon, then very much the, you know, kind of a, a, a key pivot point for his career. Yeah. Um, one quick question, because obviously there's still reports and things are going to be ongoing, et cetera. But one of the things apparently is that he wants to stay in the Premier League. So they might be, you know, I'm hearing actually even from French uh, reports that maybe he's been talking to Pochettino as well. I mean, who knows, right? But, you know, there's there's talk that he wants to stay in the Premier League. But obviously, I would be very uh, surprised, James, if, if, if he stays, if Daniel Levy sells him to a Premier League team. What more can you say about that? I agree. I think it's still hard to see the middle ground between what Levy would value Kane at, especially if he's selling him to a rival and what clubs would value Kane. I think it's fair to say that he's as good now as he's ever been. You know, we're seeing him now top of the league in assists and, and you know, very much in the race for the golden boot. Um, but he is getting older. Uh, you know, he probably doesn't have much resale value. So that's all things that clubs would have to, to factor in. Levy has done business with Manchester United before and Manchester United will tell you it was like pulling teeth, but he, he's done it. I think Chelsea would be the one that, you could they could you could see them matching the asking price, but I think you know we have to remember that underlying all this is an awful lot of d- discord and debate uh, and unhappiness from Tottenham fans aimed at Levy post Super League. You know, top, no Tottenham fan wants Kane to go. I think the argument of a, a neutral might well be, look, you know, a, a nine-figure sum uh, for Kane right now. You could, you know, rebuild your squad, give yourself a squad that can compete for top four, compete for even more. But Tottenham fans, you know, most of them, I would say, don't want to hear that. They want Kane to stay because why wouldn't you? Um, The other thing to bear in mind when we talk about him staying in England, that Premier League record, it's not beyond his reach. If he scores 20 goals a season into his mid-30s, he will probably end up the highest scorer in Premier League history. And um, it's a tough one because Kane... Kane has said he's he wants team honours, and we know you know Kane wants to win the biggest prizes. Um, the, the two things are one: the best chance of winning the biggest prizes is to go to somewhere like Man City or Chelsea, and also you do get then the bonus of the the individual accolades of of probably being the best one of the best strikers in Premier League history. Um, and he will be he he will think about that. All right, well let's play a game here. <laughs> Let, let's play a game because. Um... You know, I, I was remember watching when Tyrion Reed talked to him a few years ago, and and he in 2017, and he was like, "Look, I'm going to be very disappointed if I don't get, you know, a certain num- number of trophies by the time I, I whatever." So, to your point about where he could go for this, Man City saying goodbye to Sergio Aguero, I don't know exactly what their interests are in terms of a Holland or whatever or whatever, but if Harry Kane suddenly says that he's available on Tottenham are having to force to sell him. I would think that that's probably your best bet in the Premier League. I mean, Manchester United just signed an extension with Cavani. I don't know. You said, obviously, that it's difficult to deal with Thornham from a Manchester United perspective. Chelsea makes sense, but then I'm thinking about Tuchel's system and how he really, really mainly prioritizes. Well, I mean, but it is Harry Kane, so he could like make room for his tactics. Where do you see him going if he goes? Or do you see him staying? So, I mean, I, I would... I would still slightly lean towards staying. You know, at the start of this season, I would have given maybe a 5% chance of him leaving. I would push that up to 35, 40%. I think mm. it's getting tight. If you said to me, I, w- I wouldn't be shocked anymore. Um, if he goes anywhere, I would think City. 
partly because obviously they're in there's interest in Haaland from City but it seems to me and I, you know no expert on Bundesliga football but the fact that Dortmund have got in the Champions League kind of makes you think Haaland's off the table this summer and I don't think Haaland's as great a fit for Guardiola as as Kane is Kane Kane would fit really well in a Guardiola football team I agree I, better than Haaland I think yeah. I think so yep I mean, and, I, and you know, if anyone can afford to just sort of throw away a hundred million and know they're not recouping it, it's a team like City. So I would say I would make City the. Fa- I, I would still say slight favourite. He stays at Tottenham this season, uh, next season. But I would make City quite strong favourites after that. Man United, you know, it, whoever succeeds Ed Woodward and a bit Ed Woodward could be swung by the commercial implications and all that you know what sells sells signings at man city at man united tough one to read i still think he'll probably be at tottenham just but then i wouldn't put city united not too far behind and uh, chelsea a real dark horse maybe psg but i think he would want to stay in england yeah because that's pretty much reported what's happening and i would imagine i remember you telling me before we even started taping that i think that if he were to leave for another Premier League team, I think the chances of being a London team is even less likely. He's um, a boyhood Arsenal fan. Was it the Arsenal Academy as a kid? Can you imagine? Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. Well, uh, you know, we will keep track of this. Of course, uh, a big story as well as we move on. James Benjamin, CBS Sports, etc. But James, let's talk about the championship players for a second. Uh, we had two games on Monday night. Both ended in one nothing. One of them uh, was Bournemouth, the home side winning one nothing against Brentford, and the other one Swansea visiting um, Barnsley, losing one nothing. So two one nothings there, all to play for on Saturday. What'd you make of the games? I mean, one of them was very championship ish, wasn't it? Right? Yeah, it was. Well, I feel like it was probably if you said to a lot of coaches in the champion, you know, that was a championship game, they'd get very snooty and they'd yeah. go, "No, this isn't how we play in this competition anymore." But Barnsley are that. Barnsley are the archetypal English team. It, they are a joy to watch. People get really sniffy and call it long. Well, they say long ball as if it's disparaging. I loved it. Um, you know, watched, amazing. You know, I think everyone sort of with a US interest has watched quite a bit of Barnsley uh, over the last few months. Um, and even though I thought in the first half in particular they weren't quite their best selves the intensity with which they attack the ferocity of their press the physicality of dk uh, you know and actually you do blend that with moa and um, who's a really really nice ball player and woodrow it, well, they weren't quite there though having said that i thought they pushed swansea who were very much i thought as good as i've seen them in the last few weeks when I really sort of lasered in on the championship, I thought they pushed them really hard. The difference was Swansea just had that one moment. Andre, are you real composure? Excellent goal. Um, a reminder of, you know, the quality of some of the players in at championship level at the moment, that someone like IU, who's slowly 31 putting an absolutely brilliant shot into the far corner. It's probably the one moment where someone took a breath and just, that's what, it, that's what the reward was. I mean, Wood, Woodman was fantastic, but for me, I thought that the thing that really stood out, and I, we were only watching this on TV, obviously, Oakwell sounded phenomenal. Yeah. Wishing I was there. It just was brilliant, just hearing the fans. Yeah. You could tell. It doesn't feel anodyne. It doesn't feel fake. It felt brilliant. 
Yeah, it's just the, a proper championship game and a proper British game, a proper English game, and a prop. It's just it just felt good to see fans and hear them as well. Obviously, we saw that in the FA Cup, etc. Um, very quickly on Bournemouth Brentford. I mean, I have Brentford. I have Brentford and Swansea in the final before these two games even started. I'm sticking with that. But Bournemouth, Bournemouth honestly surprised me uh, a little bit. I mean, we know how resilient they can be recently in the Premier League, etc. You know, uh, Jonathan Woodgate um, managing them. We know his history as a player. Obviously, he has them very organized. Their count, that goal, very good from a counter-attacking perspective. But I still have Brentford ahead. What, what do you think? Yeah, I would still kind of gravitate towards Brentford. I, I had a, th- I, I feel like Ivan Tony obviously got a bit of a knock in the first half, and I, although he played through, I th- didn't think he was the same. He didn't level. look a hundred percent, did he? Yeah. Um, it's really hard, you know. Bournemouth kind of have not set the world alight, but you just look at the quality of that that counter attack in particular, and you know those two wide forwards. Brooks is a player that Man United were looking at last summer that would probably have gone to the Premiership when um, Premier League when when Bournemouth went down if he hadn't had injuries. And then on the other flank, Dan Juma is wonderful. Um, you can see why he's been in the Dutch squad before. Yeah. And that 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 counter attack was just the moment of supreme quality. Brentford had a few of them. Uh, Jensen obviously hitting the side netting, um, and I think if Rico Henry's good to go in the second leg, he's probably the best left back in the league, and he could give them a real test. And just the one thing to point out as well: maybe our listeners aren't aware, no away goals in the um, in the Championship playoffs. So that generally means you get higher probability of extra time, higher probability of extra drama um but equally kind of means that you have to kind of reassess how you think about these ties because actually now it's just it is just a one goal margin there's no extra advantage for Swansea that they scored other than they're coming back to their their stadium and you know there's no particular problem for Brentford that they they didn't and I think at the at the Brentford Community Stadium they're so so strong on their own patch I would still favor them yeah no I'm with you I'm with you. I, I, I don't, you know, but it's going to be tight. And because there's no away goals as well, that makes it even more interesting. And anyway, both games happen on Saturday and then the championship final playoff final is the day after the champions league finals. Well, so that weekend will be nice and busy. James bench. Thank you so much, man. Final thoughts on anything uh, before uh, who do you have Chelsea Leicester city play later today? Who, who do you have in that game? Chelsea Leicester. Um, I went Chelsea. Yeah, I, I just, how amazing was that FA Cup final? Oh, incredible! Um, I mean, I, hearing you guys talk about it on the weekend recap, what a what a game! Um, but clearly, how could Leicester not be hungover? Literally, <laughs> quite literally hungover. You know, we know how Jamie Vardy likes to party, and I remember what happened <laughs> after they'd won the league. So I think, yeah, I think Leicester may be actually hungover, um, and. Chelsea just just need it. I thought there were some little tweaks. Get Pulisic in the lineup. If Kovacic is fit, get him in so you've got someone running from deep, and I think they'll be all right. But yeah, I'm sure I'll hear what Jimmy and you guys and yourself have to say in the second half. Yeah, no, I I don't think uh, we'll be uh, disagreeing too much, but you will find out very soon. We're going to take a quick break. Jimmy Conrad will preview the entire day as well. But James Bench, always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much, my man. Thank you. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? 
And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The NBA playoffs are about to begin. Join the Early Edge podcast every single day for the best bets, props, and futures of this year's postseason. Jonathan Coachman, Mike McClure, and Larry Harsin won't lead you astray as they bring the best bets to your feed every morning in 15 minutes or less. You can find the Early Edge on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even live on YouTube. And go Knicks! Hey everybody, welcome back to Que Golazo. This is now our Tuesday preview. And who else, who else do you ask joins me? Of course, Jimmy Conrad. Jimmy, what's up, man? Uh, I prefer the illustrious Jimmy Conrad <laughs> next time, Luis Miguel, but I'll take this for now. I appreciate your energy. It's fantastic. How are you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm so happy to see you and speak to you once again, Jimmy Conrad in the Hizze. And this is Tuesday, our Tuesday preview. And Jimmy Conrad, people think, oh, you know, the relegation battle's over. Man City's champion. It's done, right? No, it's not done. Champions League spots up for grabs in the Premier League. And we have to begin with a repeat of the FA Cup final as Chelsea now host Leicester City. This is huge, Jimmy. Huge. Chelsea in fourth with 64 points. Leicester City in third with 66 points. Leicester City, a draw could be good for them. But for Chelsea, they need a win. What do you have? What do you say? (laughs) I guess I want to have a conversation with you and for everybody listening in terms of mentality. You come in off an FA Cup final. Leicester City win it for the first time in their history. That's ridiculous, right? So emotional. You get to see an owner who's being embraced by the players and the coaches. Like the the stark contrast to the Super League owners, okay? And it's just such a warm, amazing moment. And then you have this. And so what do they do? So let's start there. Leicester comes off of that and you've accomplished something that's never been done in 137 years. You have to play the same team three days later. That's that's an interesting mentality. So let's just start there. And then on the flip side, you got Chelsea, who are coming off probably their worst week under Thomas Tuchel. Lost to Arsenal, now making this top four thing a little more squeaky. And then you lose in the FA Cup final where you were the heavy favorites. Now, you didn't play particularly poor in those games. You had more shots. You had more possession. But you gave up the first goal. And when you give up the first goal, it looks like you're having a tough time finding answers. So what's their mentality? Who do you start? There's a lot of unknowns. I think Leicester will probably try to roll out as good of a team as possible, assuming everybody's healthy. But they're missing Johnny Evans, who I thought when he went out in the 30th minute of the FA Cup final, I'm like, ah, it's done and dusted. Timo Werner is definitely going to take advantage of that now. Okay, well, this version of Timo Werner when he's not wearing an RB Leipzig jersey is a little bit different. But it's it's so that's I want to go into that mentality thing because Chelsea's going to feel a little burned, but they're a little vulnerable right now. And I think if 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 Leicester City can score first again, especially early on, 
Chelsea could really find themselves in no way this is happening. We we were we were in two last week we were in two finals and we top four was secured. We were like the best Chelsea team of all time. And within seven days, it's like, uh, maybe we we might not have anything to show for this season, which would be incredible. So, so I, I really wonder, and I want to talk mentality with you a little bit, Luis, because I, I think that that Chelsea are, are up against it in a way they haven't been under Tuchel, and I want to see how they respond. Yeah, very good point. Mentality is the theme here. I'm with you, man. Listen, I a few things. One, I do you think uh God, I'll throw I'll throw my answer as a question right back at you. Do you think sure. that Chelsea are gonna completely change their tactics? Do they need a natural number nine in this one? Or do you think that Tuchel's gonna be stubborn because he thinks, you know what, we did have opportunities in this game. And it wasn't like we were overwhelmed by Leicester City. It's just that we weren't putting our chances away. What do you think, aside from Chelsea's mentality, which is, I guess, a little nervy, as you said, because they, they need a victory, right? Just to just to add to, to the scenario. It's very simple for Leicester City. They win, they got a secured place in the Champions League, okay? If they draw, okay, qualification basically will be in their hands, but they need to beat Tottenham on the final day, okay? Chelsea... Chelsea need to win here. They need to they, they need to get because Liverpool's right there behind them. So that mentality is really weak. What do you think Tuchel's gonna put out there against Leicester City? That's a good question. I, I do think he is stubborn in some ways, but I also think that he's been around long enough that he might have to tinker a little bit with regard to potentially starting positions. So maybe Reese James goes inside because Leicester City do like to play with two strikers with Vardy and Ianacho. We saw it happen during the game, but I actually thought that tactic didn't work because Reese James was the one who was playing in somewhat of an unfamiliar position, a little tucked inside a little bit more than usually out wide. He tries to risk a, a tough pass. It gets cut out by Ayosi Perez, and that starts the break where Tillemans scores. So that, I don't know, that's interesting. We'll see what he does there. I do think that Kai Havertz will come back into the team. I think they need a little bit more, maybe size up top just to try it. I think that Lester could drop off and that, eliminates what makes Werner a little bit special is having that speed to, to stretch defenses. And Pulisic needs to start, Jimmy. He does, I dude, think, listen, right? I, I'm trying to hold off my American bias. No, but yes, I, I'll do it for you, Jimmy. I'll do it for you. I am definitely the last person to be like, ah, oh, Pulisic, I'm not, I'm not. He needs to start because does, exactly yeah. what Chelsea need is a direct threat going wide, an inverted winger that's just going at you. And that's Pulisic. You need to start him. You have to. I just, I just don't see any other way. Yeah, I don't see any other way either. I, I, when he comes into the game, it changes things. And and honestly, to give, as I thought about the FA Cup final some more, I thought it took Thomas Tuchel a long time to make subs. I thought it took him. Yeah. I, I, that kind of speaks to his stubbornness. No, I'm sticking with Timo Werner. This is what's working, you know? And and his rigidity, at least in this particular game, uh, started to, it just didn't work. It had been working. So, so. It's really interesting, but I think Pulisic starts. I think he'll play underneath Havertz. Mount will probably be in there. My guess is Jorginho, who made the mistake against Arsenal. You know, Kovacic apparently is starting to train again, but he just doesn't have those minutes. It's been a while. He's missed 10 games with a hamstring injury, Kovacic. So I still think Jorginho will play, even though he hasn't been as sharp. Chilwell will come in. I, I'm kind of curious who's going to be the, the wing back out wide. Is it James? Is it Aspilicueta? Mm. Mendy, will be, Mendy will be in. Uh, you know, so that'll hopefully no, no disrespect to Kepa. I thought he was fine throughout the FA Cup run, but 
you know, and then Rudiger and, and, and Thiago Silva is kind of what I'm seeing. So it'll be a good team. But honestly, it's that first goal. It's it's where where is Chelsea going to get that confidence right now? And the only way it's coming, Luis, is through a goal. They have to score. Yeah. If they score first, then I think Chelsea will relax and settle in and play like they've been playing and, and, and take it from there. But if Leicester score first, there's going to be a lot of a lot of questions that need to be answered by Chelsea that they don't have the at least this past week haven't had a lot of answers for. Yeah, it will be squeaky bumped. I mean, it hasn't been uh, very, it hasn't, it's been uncomfortable for Chelsea as of late, both the men and women's side. So this is huge. If Chelsea win, then the destiny of a Champions League spot once again, of course, it's a Champions League final as well against Man City. But from a Premier League perspective, if they win, then all they need to do is, you know, match or better the results of Leicester in the final day of the season. If they draw, if they draw, then they need help from others. Uh, and if they lose, of course, yeah, it would be it would be rough. Uh, just and then the, we've been talking kind of heavy on on Chelsea, but Leicester, you would think are going to have an emotional letdown afterwards because this game still matters to them. A draw would a draw would probably be be enough for them to to solidify their top four status, even though I don't think it's mathematically uh, solidified. That said, I, I I don't know. You know, you just is it is it going to give them a boost after winning? Like, oh man, we just beat these guys. You know, we did something they didn't. We won a trophy. Well, that how long will that carry them for? Because you're going to sell. I mean, they were clearly celebrating after the game. You know, even if you're a manager, Brendan Rodgers, you're like, ah, oh, hey guys, can you just can you just tamp it down for? I mean, it's it's a special special thing to win the FA Cup and for yeah. especially the first time in club history. So, I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see, but but I ex- expect the full team. I expect uh, to see all the guys. Uh, the only the only change I would make is maybe James Madison starting for either Iosi Perez. Mm-hmm. And then I thought Ian Nacho wasn't really that effective. So you could potentially put Vardy as the out and out number nine and maybe have Madison and Iosi Perez play underneath. It's just, I think it's up to Brendan Rogers who's famous by the way, for, for making these like, like surprise tactical adjustments in games of him, maybe trying something and trying to maybe occupy Angola Conte and Jorginho in a way that maybe he wasn't doing in the first one. But if you can somehow find Tielemans to have some space, you know, he's good, obviously shooting from distance as we saw and, and just creating from that, from that. So we'll see. It's, it's a really interesting game. I think them not, I think them knowing that Johnny Evans won't be available right from the get go helps them almost match. I think they're going to play three center backs. Like we saw, I think it'll be Castagne, Fofana and Soyuncu. And, and that'll be very similar to Chelsea's setup. So, you know, ultimately like any game, your big guys need to show up and, and make big plays in, in, in the big ones. And and we're going to see which ones can and which ones won't. And then we'll uh, we'll rightly criticize whoever can't do it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> yep, absolutely. It's it's really great to be a Monday morning quarterback. <laughs> it's <is> amazing. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So, uh, so. A Monday, Tuesday. Well, what's William Hill saying? So on William Hill. So I had it all written down on my laptop here. I'm really looking at two things because we look at. The 27 games that Thomas Tuchel has coached, 23 of them have had under two and a half goals. Mm. Chelsea doesn't win all of them, but but that's 23 out of 27. Yeah, the ongoing theme is just not a lot of goals. In, in not a, a lot of goals. Yeah. Not a lot of goals. So if you, people at home, Luis, Miguel, at Chikarai, if you, if you and Lisa Roman, who's, who's uh, has our to listen to us, yes, our bookie slash producer, if you're feeling Chelsea will win this one and under two and a half goals is plus 270. Okay. The only other thing I'm looking at is the draw on under two and a half goals plus 333. So you have the zero zero, you have the one one covered for that. And then Chelsea, when you have one zero and two zero. Yeah. 
I, 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 for me, those are the only two things I would really throw at you to consider. In I'm going to do a parlay today. We'll get into that in a little while. But this is a game I'm a little iffy about because there's so much on the mental side of this in terms of energy and and confidence and and just having the composure to actually, you know, put the ball at your feet and go make plays without worrying about this overarching theme, especially from a Chelsea perspective of we might not have anything to show for this season, even though we should be in the top four and we were in two cup finals. Yeah, I'm leaning towards a draw, uh, mainly because it took a worldy to to get a result mm -hmm. this past weekend. It was very tight and they have two very good goalkeepers. And now and that was Kepa, a good goalkeeper. Now you're introducing a better one. And Edward Mendy, I just, you know, I don't see that. I definitely stick with the theme, less than two and a half goals. I definitely stick with the mentality aspect of things. I don't know if Leicester City will win. I think that Chelsea will be perhaps more, I don't want to say organized because they're always organized, but a little bit more ready, especially during the 90 minutes. I don't know. I draw is good, but I do like the parlay idea. So let's just uh, stick with that parlay, I guess. Or do you want to finally, I, mean, maybe, I, I, I want to do an individual I, bet? I, I can see a 1-1 one, one here. So I'm going to yeah. say... I could see a zero zero here, to be honest. So I'm yeah, just going to say that I actually see a stalemate. In this one. I could see as uh, I'm just going to say the draw at under two and a half goals plus three thirty three. That's very um, good. I, I like that value, and and if if we want to stick it into our parlay, then we can. Um, but, but we, we always want to draw avoid. in a parlay, don't we? So we do. That's true. You always want. Yeah, if you want to have three or fourteen parlays, it's, sometimes it's nice to to have a draw in there. It's pretty rare when you get all the winners right. All right. Well, we're doing a parlay. We're gonna uh, hopefully go with that draw, but you know we, we might change our mind. We'll see. We're gonna. We're gonna. By the way, this is a Premier League theme because there are plenty of games on Tuesday in the Premier League. Manchester United host Fulham. Southampton host Leeds United, who are still you know searching, aging closer for a top half finish, which is pretty amazing. Brighton visit. No, they host. I'm sorry, the champions, Manchester City, as well. So where do you want to go? Uh, we can go Brighton, Man City. We'll just kind of right. pick up where you left off. What's interesting is that uh, a couple of players from Brighton are missing. Lewis Dunk in particular, their captain and center back. I think that is going to be <laughs> a tough one for 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 Brighton to overcome. I, I What I find interesting, I guess the conversation for me is, if you're Pep Guardiola and you have the Champions League final on the horizon, you've you've already won the Premier League, at what point do you start to you want to rest guys. You don't want to risk them for, for you want them to be fresh and, and you don't want to risk injury going up against Brighton in a meaningless game ultimately. But at the same time, you want your guys to be sharp for that champions league final. So yeah. what point do you give them the minutes? That's, that's the big question here. Now Brighton's is going to be surviving. They're trying to survive in this one. And the last time though, these two played back in January, man city won at home one zero Brighton, have do a very good job of keeping things close. Yeah. And so, so I, 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 again, I'm looking at city to win and under two and a half goals at plus two sixty. And I say this because they just gave up three goals to Newcastle that though Ferran Torres came in and scored a hat trick, some good goals from Ferran Torres, by the way, in their four, three win, yeah. they lost to Chelsea in the league two one before that. So they've given up five goals in the last two games. And I just don't think at some point Pep's going to allow that to happen anymore. And because Brighton play pretty tight anyway, I could see this one being under two and a half goals and city to win plus two sixty. I like that one a lot. And I do think you're going to see the majority. I, you got to give Ferran Torres another run out after a hat trick. So I think he'll start. 
and maybe that'll allow you to bring in Kevin De Bruyne as a sub because you still want to. Outside of that, I think you're going to roll out most of your guys. Maybe Rodri gets a rest from what I'm seeing on my notes. And, and well, don't forget, Jimmy, this is also probably now the sending off goodbye to Sergio Aguero, right? So that's true. That's finish, true. So, yeah, so. I mean, one of these last two games for sure. This one's away from home, though. I think there's no fans. To your point like about Brighton holding things tight, they haven't conceded three goals since January 2nd against the Wolves. Every other game since then has been just two goals or one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's Brighton have only won one of their last seven, uh, but three of those defeats have all been by one goal margins, you know. Um, I see this as a Man City win, but a very tight one. I think it's going to be tight. You know, some of the people I'm saying are, are that I'm, you know, reading and all the research I'm doing are kind of going the over because City have scored nine goals in their last two visits to Brighton. Mm -hmm. But given that they were 1 0 just a couple months ago, uh, even, even without Lewis, well. yeah, yeah, Ma, yeah Mape's out, and, and even though Dunk is out as well. I, there's just something about this Brighton team. They're plucky. I like that word. They're plucky. plucky. So, so, so there's also another one though. People think, okay, it is going to go the over. I don't want to touch the over under in terms of that man city to win and both teams to score is plus two twenty five. Pretty good. It's not bad. It's just a matter of whether you think Welbeck and, and Lalana and, and Tao and Trossard could, can, can, can score. And, and we're I, adding this in our parlay, Jimmy. So I say that uh, yes, the city's going to win cities and cities in our parlay to win for sure. Boom. So we got the, uh, Chelsea Leicester City draw and the parlay adding that with Man City winning against Brighton. Let's go to Southampton hosting Leeds United. Okay. Leeds United, amazing. I wrote a little thread about it this past weekend. It really needs to be reminded over and over again. 16 year absence, Marcelo Yelsa. I mean, the team is, it was strengthened, but not to a degree of ridiculousness, you know, for a newly promoted team after 16 years. And now they're aging closer to a top half finish. And not only that, but, you know, they're sixth. Most goals scored in the Premier League, I believe, out of any team. I mean, yeah, they concede a lot, but when, they, when they're on, they're on. And this is amazing. But Southampton is fixing things as of late. What do you have here? Well, both teams, I never thought I'd say this about Southampton Leeds, but they've both won back-to-back -back games. To the <laughs> Southampton beat Fulham most recently 3-1, and Leeds thrashed Burnley 4-0. Leeds won this, this fixture 3-0 uh, back in February. And I just feel like Marcelo Bielsa's team's a little bit better. I know that when Danny Ings gets going, you know, there's a lot of good confidence players on, on Southampton when they're starting to feel good about themselves. For me, it's a little bit, I don't know, as a fan, if I was a Southampton fan, I'd be pissed right now. You guys were in the FA Cup semifinals. You were, you know, hovering near, you know, top six for a while. You were part of the conversation. And now you start playing better when it doesn't matter anymore. Like that, that would piss me off as a fan. Oh, okay. Now when there's no pressure, you guys can perform. And uh, so I'm kind of curious to see what the future of that club is, especially with their manager, Ralph Husenhuddle, who I heard is beloved as a human being. But I think people are a little tired of him as a coach because it's just, just not getting results. Yeah. I, I just don't know what Husenhuddle uh, is going to roll out. I do think we'll have, you know, Leeds will... I think Leeds is going to win. Uh, you got Phillips back in the team. Rafinha's back in the team. You got all these guys. Uh, you know, he's going to rest a few people because I think, uh, was it, is it Robin, Robin Kosh? How do you say that? And, and Mateus Klisch, I think. Yeah, Mateus Klisch and Kosh, yeah. Yeah. And both of those guys are going to be, I think this is interesting. Marcelo Bielsa is going to rest those two players for the last two games so that they're, injury free and ready to go for the euros. And I thought that was really cool by Bielsa to really take that into consideration. Not a lot of managers would do that. And I know there's nothing to play for. Everybody's they've already, you know, nobody's getting relegated. Nobody's getting into Europe here, but, but I thought that was cool by Bielsa to acknowledge that. 
I think Leeds are better right now. I, I like Leeds. And the fact that Ben Benerick might not play for for uh, Southampton in the back line doesn't help them. So I'm gonna I'm gonna lead towards Leeds winning this one. And I'm riding or dying with a South American legend known as Marcelo Bielsa. But that's who I would go with in my my parlay. But I'll 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 uh I'll confer with you. Well, I'll tell you one thing. If they win, okay, if they win, they go as high as eighth because they have a better goal difference than Everton who are on 56 points. Of course, Everton and Arsenal play on Wednesday, so temporarily at least, but they would go as high as eighth. If so if that they... happens, if that happens, do you think Marcelo Bielsa should be up for manager of the season? If Once they can I, finish I, yes. finish in the top 10, maybe finish above Everton, which would be crazy, Ancelotti, like what is even happening there? And, and Arsenal, and just kind of be, you know, clipping the heels of the teams right above them? Or do you think it should be Brendan Rodgers? Well, I think both should be in the mention, but I do believe that if Leicester City, the thing is, it's all about perspective, right? It's all about perspective and objective. What was Leeds United hoping for the end of this season? They were hoping to stay in the Premier League. That really was it, to be honest with you, right? A 15th, 16th placement. You get in the 12th. Oh, that's great. Now we're talking about the fact that they could end up as high as 8th. Probably, I doubt higher because West Ham still have a slightly better goal difference, but they could equal 59 points in the final day of the season. That's remarkable. It, it would be remarkable because of all the praise that I think we are offering up these other managers. Outside of, well, Pep obviously should be in the consideration for winning the title, and Brendan Rodgers, I think, should be in it for sure. But you can't, t- you can't count the FA Cup win, right? That shouldn't count on how you no, evaluate no. that. And David Moyes should be in there too. I mean, he's done really well with West Ham. but. The this is Marcelo Bielsa's debut in the Premier League. I understand. I mean, if, if David Moyes ends up dropping down and, and they're only got one point above Leeds or something by the end, I would be... With a newly promoted team after 16 years not being in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, and not, it, and not having the like, same budgets, you know? I mean, you're basically rolling out a lot of the, the championship players and, and hoping that they yeah. pan out, and they've panned out. However... I see Southampton winning this. Do you really? <laughs> I don't know why. Sometimes you got to go against the narrative, wow. and I feel that that's narrative. Wow. Having said that, though, having said that, though, you, I would just go with Jimmy. Stay, if you think Leeds is winning, add it to the parlay. Well, we, we can, we can, we'll give people both options, and they can see what they yeah, prefer. Right. Well, let's move on uh, because okay. there's still obviously two other games as well. Man United against Fulham. Oh, no, sorry, one more game. Man United against Fulham. Okay, they got Champions League. Obviously, they're focusing a lot more for the Europa League final the following week. So to your point, Jimmy, about Man City, think about the Champions League final. This is really the same for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and Manchester United. You know, I know that you love to play Bruno Fernandes, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, but, you know, you're playing a team that's already been relegated. What do you do here? He's 100% playing Bruno Fernandes. It's not even a question. <laughs> for, for me now, it's about solidifying... It's interesting. I feel like Man City, because guys have been injured and because they rotate so much, I don't know. I, I guess it's, it, it feels a little bit different. With Man United, I feel like they need to identify and establish who their starting lineup is going to be in the Europa League and then let them play together for these last two games just so they can mm. develop that rapport, especially at center back because Harry Maguire is not going to play in the Europa League final. Mm. So you have Lindelof and Bailly, and they need to get comfortable playing with each other and as many and see as many repetitions and high pressure situations as possible. And that includes who is going to be sitting in front of them, right? Because if it's McTominay and Fred McTominay and Pogba, Fred and Pogba, whatever the, the, the iteration is when you're a center back, it's really helpful to know who your defensive midfielders are because of how they close down space and then how they cut out passing lanes, because that changes your angles in terms of how you, 
defend as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of little things. And then not only that from a central standpoint, but Baye, if he's going to play the right center back, well, what's his relationship with Juan Basaka? And then conversely, Lindelof's usually on the right side. Okay, now he's got to get comfortable being on the left side and play next to Luke Shaw. So there's all these little things. And, and the only way you can get better at that is by playing in high-pressure situations in big games. And yes, Fulham's already relegated, but it's still a test for them and, and a good opportunity to get those repetitions that they won't get in training. It's so much harder to replicate that in training. Yeah. So I, I expect United to come out. I expect United to win. Uh, Fulham haven't won at Old Trafford since 2003 and Fulham have been an absolute train wreck the last they've scored two goals in their last five games they don't look good right now and I think United have have a reason to kind of bring the heat have a reason to set the pace have a reason to set the tempo high press and start to work on it's almost like Ole Gunnar could call up Scott Parker, the manager of Fulham, and say, hey, do you mind setting up like Villarreal so we can practice? <laughs> it honestly feels like that. That would be amazing if that actually happened. But, yeah, that's but, very funny. But those are little things where, okay, hey, you know, we just try to pretend Fulham are wearing Villarreal jerseys and let's see how we can press and try to win the ball and all that type of stuff. I mean, these are really good exercises for all these teams, and City could do the same. But but uh, I guess because City's playing a familiar opponent, it just feels different. But yeah. with with United and Villarreal, that's going to be a cracking affair too because Villarreal coming off a big 4-0 win against... Yeah, them. I'm thinking all about the midfield for Manchester United because also, yeah. you know, we had Fabrizio Romano earlier this week and, you know, he was talking about obviously, you know, what the business that Manchester United does this summer also depends on the future of some midfielders. Paul Pogba is one. Donny mm-hmm. van de Beek is another one. I wonder if he will get some minutes. Cavani obviously just extended as well. But to your point about at the back and getting used to each other... I guess Ole Gunnar Solskjaer already kind of knows what he wants. Mason Greenwood, once again, will probably he'll probably will probably see a little more featuring. So it's about, you know, uh, what kind of trio up front he gets. The midfield triangle. Does Fred get a break? Does he need a break? I guess to your point, Bruno Fernandez is the only definite. And then after that, we'll see what happens. I mean, I know that fans are not too happy with the Scott McTominay Fred partnership every now and again. But, I mean, they say that, know. but they're they're second in the Premier League and in in. And in the Europa League final, so yeah, yeah you, you know can, these fickle fans, Jimmy. I I get it, I get it. I, I Fred and I'm has including made myself in that, by the way. So everybody, before you start tagging me, like you know, so yeah. <laughs> no, Fred. Fred is what he is. I mean, I have a friend who is a diehard Man United fan and hates Fred with a passion. Yeah, he he, he just refuses to believe that Fred is actually Brazilian because Fred can't pass, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, dude, just lay off of Fred. I mean, he does a lot of of the intangibles and covers so much ground that makes the game easier for the other players. The role that he gets asked to do is not what you want him to do. And that's not his fault. He's trying to completely disrupt attention in the midfield. So yes, is his passing sometimes a little questionable? Yes. Yes. That's not why he's in the starting 11. You know, you know whose opinion is the only one that matters in this conversation is Bruno Fernandez. Cause Bruno Fernandez will let you know right away who he prefers having behind him because and I guarantee you that Ole Gunner, who seems to be somewhat of a player whisperer, a player manager, hey, it's probably, you know, polls a couple of the players, but I would definitely trust Bruno Fernandez. Who makes the game easier for you, man? Who helps you do the work that you don't want to do? Who helps you continue to make sure you have the energy? Yep. So that you can, and, and I, Fred wouldn't be playing this regularly if Bruno Fernandez didn't like playing with him. So I'm just going to say that because he's the only player that honestly that matters in this because he's the point. Uh, uh, in the top of that midfield. And and if you have two workers behind you that are doing the job, then then that's those are the guys you want to play with. Yeah, 100%. And if you think Manchester United is second in the Premier League because of just, you know, uh, one player or whatever, it's also about protecting that midfield. So lay off him. But anyway, regardless of that, Manchester United winning this, yes? 
Oh yeah. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. No, I said that about Eintracht Frankfurt over the weekend, and Schalke came out. Yeah, so, but that was this just is different. This, this is different. This is different. All right, so we have Chelsea Leicester draw. We have Man City win. We have Leeds win, and we have. Um, I, no, I, I went Southampton first. Southampton win. Don't United do that win, me. City is it because of me? Just because of me? Yeah. Is well, it? I just want just to give people the options. So okay, okay. So what's this? Southampton first. What's that? So both Man United or both Manchester clubs to win. Southampton to win, and Chelsea Leicester draw. That parlay would be plus 1,900. So Come on now. Come on but, now. But let me switch Southampton to Leeds and see what happens. All right. Da, 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 da. 1730. All right. The, Either way. Okay. Okay. So so let's go back to Southampton. <laughs> just so everybody knows, just really quick. Humor us for a second. And then we'll put Chelsea winning. Just, just if you feel like that's, okay. that's the vibe. So if you have... Southampton winning, both Manchester clubs winning, and Chelsea winning. That's plus 821. That's and good, too. It is. And I'll go to Leeds really quick. So if you got Leeds winning, both Manchester clubs winning, and Chelsea winning, plus 736. Those are all – basically, those are all four favorites winning. Should we put, like, five bucks on each one of those? Yeah, why not? Lisa, uh, Bookie, please uh, write it down. The, you know, this is what we want to do. We want to do four bets this week. All right. And why uh, not? Why not? We're gonna, we'll hit one of those. We, we'll hit one of those. I think we'll hit one of those. We have and to. Then, and then we're going to rub it in everybody's face the next <laughs> oh. show. And I, I'm here for it. Jimmy, everybody knows we'll be quitting. Uh, <laughs> buying a boat. I don't know. <laughs> we're going to buy a boat with our $25. Well, well I know a Puerto Rican guy in South Bronx that can help me out. With that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. That's our Tuesday preview. Jimmy Conrad, final words before we say goodbye. No, I'm just excited. We're getting to the end of the season and it's getting tight. And that's what we're here for. That's what we enjoy as fans, especially as a neutral, because I don't have any teams in it. So I can kind of laugh and poke fun at the ones. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And by the way, Jimmy will be with us, of course, for plenty more because there's so much more action uh, later in the week, as well as Coupe de France. Uh, JJ will join us for that. Coppa Italia as well. There's a lot going on and I love it. Jimmy Conrad. Thank you so much, brother. Thank you, LME. Everybody, I want to thank James Bench and Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Pod. We are also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We're on CBSports.com and your CBS Sports app. We're on YouTube as well. Have a great, great rest of your day. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.